Thanks for joining us for our Rolling Hills Community Church Sermon Podcast. We're currently in our series, Fresh Fruit, where we are diving into the fruit of the Spirit. As a believer, the fruit of the Spirit should be coming out of our lives. It should be shown in all that we say and do. Just as when you see an apple tree, you see apples on it. As a Christian, others should see you and see the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. They should see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They should see Jesus in us. Our vertical relationship with God must be lived out in our horizontal relationships with others. So let's jump in together to this week's message of Fresh Fruit. We're so glad you're here. Grace Denny, and I've been going to Rolling Hills for three years. I think faithfulness is someone who is loyal and someone who is steadfast, um, somebody who is all in and shows up, somebody who's committed is, is really important. I think that it's important to be faithful because God is faithful to us, and so as followers of Jesus, one of the things that we can do is be faithful back to Him, and so that's working through our local body of believers, working through our daily quiet time with scripture. Um, It's a way to engage in a relationship with Jesus. Sometimes that that gets hard because things aren't happening the way that we want them to or on our deadline. Um, And so it can be difficult to think that nothing is happening, but God is still working even when we can't see it. If someone came to me and told me that they were struggling to see God's faithfulness or to believe that God is faithful, I would have them recount the times that God was faithful and walk back through their journey with the Lord and and point out those times of remember when he did this, remember when he did that, remember when he gave you this. You know, the Lord has been good the whole time and and to call out those things I think helps us remember of, okay, the Lord was faithful then, he's going to be faithful now even when we can't see it. Good morning, church family. It's so good to be together today. Welcome to our Franklin campus. Welcome to our online campus. It's so thankful that you're here. So thankful for all God's doing in our lives together. And welcome back to our series. Man, we're in this great series called Fresh Fruit. And we've been walking through the fruit of the Spirit. We've been talking about how do we live out the Christian life. You, you know, salvation happens in an instant, right? When you commit your life to Christ and you say, I'm going to follow Jesus. And for some people, was, when they were 8 years old or 15 or 20, or I was talking to a couple uh, last week, and they were saying, hey, we came to church you know, about six months ago, and that's seven deadly sins, and we gave our lives to Christ, sitting right back in this back corner, and we are so excited. We haven't missed a Sunday since. And I'm like, well, praise the Lord, you know, and here they are, and they've got kids, and they're growing in the Lord, and, and it's awesome. But salvation happens in that moment as God draws you to himself, and you say yes, and you begin to, this incredible journey of following Jesus. So salvation happens in an instant, but sanctification, becoming like Jesus, takes a lifetime. Right? It takes a lifetime. It's discipleship. It's becoming more like Christ and walking with Him and growing in Him and maturing in Him. And so that's what we've been talking about in this series. How are we growing spiritually? How are we maturing spiritually? We've been walking through the fruit of the Spirit. So look at this in Galatians chapter 5. It tells us this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So as you look at this, you go, okay, these are the things that ought to be coming out of my life. 
If I'm a Christ follower, am I growing deeper in Christ? These are the fruit that ought to be evidence to the world of how I'm growing, how I'm maturing. So he said, hey, are you growing in your love? Right? Are you growing in your love for God, your love for others? Are you more joyful today? Now what we've seen is kind of there's three groupings, right? Love, joy, and peace, our attitude toward God. Right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Right? Uh, rejoice always. Rejoice always. Not just circumstance when everything's perfect in your life. No. Rejoice in the Lord always. And we talked about this peace that passes understanding. The next three, patience, goodness, kindness, right? Those are our attitude toward others. Am I growing in my patience with others? Or if I go back to that sermon, right? We're like, oh yeah, you know, am I more patient today? Am I more kind today? Am I more good, right? Am I doing good out of an overflow of what God's doing in me? And then these last three, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, are my attitude towards self. My commitment, my commitment, how I'm living that out. And so today we want to talk about this, faithfulness, faithfulness. Now, faithfulness is something we all want in our lives, right? I mean, we want that, right? We want that in our marriage, right? We want that with our kids. We want our kids to be faithful, right? We want them to love their family. We want them to come home sometimes and see us. We want them, you know, to reach out to us. We, we want that. We, we want faithfulness at our job. We want our job. You made a commitment to me. I want you to be faithful. You hold up to that commitment, right? We, we want faithfulness in every area of our lives. We all know that deep down inside. I was talking with a lady in our church, and, and she said, you know, when I was growing up, my mom told me, always, when you're getting married, she said, always marry a Cubs fan or a Bills fan because they're the most faithful people. They're just like, I mean, they've been through it, man. Through the thick and the thin and a lot more thin, right? But but they've been there, right? And they're just there. They're going to be there. But we want that in our lives. We want that faithfulness in all of our lives. And yet we live in this world, right, where it's always about what's the latest thing. What's the next thing? You know, what's the next fad? What's the next trend? What's the style? What's happening on TikTok? You know, everything's like, what is it? What is it? And so we chase after this next, this next, this next, this next. And in the middle of that kind of world, God says, hey, you be faithful. Look at this in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. I thought that was interesting, right? I mean, like the two words you're going to pick out. You're like, hey, be sure you love, and we all want that. We want to be loved, real love. That's what we deep down inside. But we want faithfulness too, right? And so he says, okay, you, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. You'll win favor, right? And a good name. Last week we talked about goodness, goodness. And we said this, at the end of your life, at the end of your life, You can't take any of this stuff with you. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't take it with you. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. I don't care if you have a Lambo or not. It doesn't matter, right? Because you can't take it with you, right? What you're going to take with you is a good name. Man, he was a good dad. Man, she was a great mom. Man, they were a good friend. You know what? Everybody else is like, but man, they were just a good friend. Man, they were a good man. You know, that's what you have. And you'll have favor in the sight of God. Amen. And so that's why this is important and why we want to talk about it today. Okay, so if you've got a worship guide with you, I'd love to invite you to pull that out. If you're online, you can go to the Rolling Hills app. And in fact, anybody, if you don't have the Rolling Hills app, pull out your phone right now. Just go ahead and just pull it out. Download the app because there's a place to take notes, a place to sign up for Bible studies. It gives you upcoming events. 
It's just a great resource for you. So grab that Rolling Hills app, grab a worship guide, and let's take some notes together today. Now here's the thing, right? The world does not favor faithfulness, but as long as it works for me. You know, we've been talking about this. We've said, you know, the world always gives us a cheap imitation. You know, the world, you know, it doesn't give us love. The world says, hey, lust, right? And lust is, I must have it now. You know, where love is, man, I'm putting you before me. I want to love you. I want to care about you. You know, joy, that's what God says and the world says happiness, which happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is based on Christ. But here, the world doesn't favor faithfulness. The world says, hey, it's all about you. How do they make you feel? What about you? What's in it for you? You're the star of the universe, right? Life revolves around you. And that's what the world's going to try to sell us. And here's where we see it. We see it played out in marriage, right? It's interesting. This week, uh, you know, I've been prepping for faithfulness and talking about this. And and man, in in all the news feeds, here's the five things, right, that started popping up. I mean, a lead singer of a major band, right? Unfaithful, right? And his family. And then, then boom, you go down, you see an NBA coach, you see a sports owner, you see like, man, a movie director, you see an actor. I'm like, holy cow, I mean, right there. And I'm just looking at this and, and your heart goes out because the world says, do whatever you want to with whoever you want to, whenever you want to, go ahead. And then all of a sudden you just realize, whoa, wait a minute, what have I done? And this, you know, lead singer guy, I read his apology. He's like, it was the greatest mistake of my life. I hurt the people I truly love. And you're like, oh, I'm praying for you, man. I'm praying for your family. I'm praying God will bring healing. And God can. And God can restore. And God can redeem. And we, we have a God of miracles. But, but you just go, oh, that's what the world's going to sell you. That's what the world's going to sell you. You know, I remember being in high school. And there was a kid who sat next to me. And this kid always cheated on everything. I'm just like, what in the world? I mean, he would have little note cards. And he would write the smallest writing. He would hide it in his sleeve. And, and I was always thinking, like, dude, if you spend as much time studying as you do cheating, you would do really well in this class. You know, I'm like, well, why are you even doing that? But, but so often, man, our minds, they run with all these scenarios. Right? My needs aren't being met. They're not doing their heart. You know, and all, but just run. And we're going, hold on, hold on, time out, time out. Be faithful. Look at this. How about this one? In work, you want to be faithful, right? Ghosting's the new thing. You know, you get a job, you ghost it, you know. I mean, like, where's the character integrity there, you know? Or, you know, hey, bounce from place to place. And, and yet you were created to do something. You were created to fulfill something. You were created to make a difference. No, find, upgrade, find a different place. I don't know. But at some point, lock in and make a difference. Not just created to lay out by the pool all day, you know? Like, hey, come on. You want to do something, I saw the other day where the average tenure of a pastor in America today is like less than four years. And I was thinking, how do you even get to know people? I mean, like, you know, like, what's going on in share life? And I'm so thankful that our pastoral team here at church, I mean, you know, we're only 19 years old, but so many of us have been together like 15, 16, 17, 18 years. And we've been able to watch babies be born. And we've been able to be at weddings. We've been able to see people baptized and life change and, and share life together. And I, I love our church family. And it's just amazing. But find that faithfulness in your work. And then look at this in church and in faith. And there's so many people today that just kind of walk away from faith. And just go, you know what, I don't know. And, and you see people even like, what are you doing? And Jesus was teaching one time, John chapter 6. And, and, and all these disciples that followed him, like the big crowds, right? They began to turn away. And, and because the teaching kind of got a little hard. It got a little challenging, like commitment and live for him. And and so he looks at his 12 disciples. He goes, hey, guys, you want to leave me too? And I love Peter. Peter goes, where are we going to go? 
I mean, you have the words to eternal life. I mean, where are we going to go? And aren't you thankful they stayed? And they saw God do miracles. They saw lives change. They saw God change the world, you know? And I just think about that. Like, where else are you going to go? What else out there makes sense, you know? But people are like nuns, or I don't have any idea, you know, I have any thoughts. But even in church, people become consumers instead of contributors. And what's in it for me? It's all about me. It's all about me. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. We're called to serve. We're called to give. We're called to make a difference. And so into this world of chaos and change, God says faithfulness. God says faithfulness. God says whatever's been in the past for you, leave it in the past. But you be faithful going forward. Faithfulness. Hey, if you have a Bible with you today, I might jump with me to the book of Philippians. Man, I love this. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. So New Testament, right? You got in that area, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. And and I want you to see this in Philippians chapter 3 because the Apostle Paul is writing to this church in Philippi. Okay, so, you know, we saw last week he's writing to the church in Ephesus. And the week before, he's talking about be kind. He's talking about the fruit of goodness. Well, you know, Paul's expounding on this fruit of the Spirit. He's saying, you as a church, you as disciples, grow in these areas. And so he comes here to Philippians chapter 3. And, you know, a lot of people could say a lot of things about Paul. I mean, unbelievably. I mean, you know, educated, passionate, dedicated. But I'm going to tell you, I think the word is faithful. This guy was faithful to Christ. When he made a commitment to Christ, he stayed faithful. And it wasn't easy. I mean, he was shipwrecked, he was beaten, he was flogged, he was thrown in jail. A lot of people would have bailed and said, peace out, God. You know, I'm not going through this. But no, no, Paul's like, God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. I'm hanging on, I'm hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. And he did. Because he said, when I made a commitment, I'm going to live for that commitment. I'm going to live and be faithful all the days. I read a book a while back by a sports psychologist. And he, he said, I was talking to the Alabama football team. And he said, here's the deal, guys. He said, on Friday night, you know, before a game and all your buddies want to go out and party and, you know, go crazy. He goes, he goes, you're not sitting there trying to make a decision. That decision was made three years ago when you signed a letter of intent. You know, you signed a letter of commitment. You, you made a decision. It impacts every area of your life. It, you don't get up and go, am I going to go to practice today? I don't know. Do I want to? How does it make me feel? I don't, you know, no, you've already made that decision. For Paul, when he made that decision on the road to Damascus, he was like, I'm in. And whether that was you at 8 or whether at 12 or 15 or 40 or whenever. But here's what Paul writes. He says, now that it, not that I've already obtained all this. I love that because I'm thinking Paul's super Christian. He probably thought he had attained all that he hadn't. You know, I have ways to go. We all have ways to go. Or already arrived at my goal. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He's like, man, I am running. I am going to be faithful. Whatever comes my way, I'm going forward in Christ. Here's the thing, right? Faithfulness comes when we don't become distracted. Guys, we live in a world of distractions, don't we? 
I mean, our phone is going off all the time. It's always buzzing in our pocket. We're sitting there trying to talk to somebody. We're like, I don't wonder what that is. I don't know, you know. And we leave our phone and we walk away for a few minutes. We start shaking. We're like, ah, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, whew, got it, got it, got it. I missed a lot of notifications. Wow, you know. I mean, yeah, what did we miss, right? You know, but, but that's our world. I mean, we're always distracted. Things are coming at us 100 miles an hour all the time, all the time. And we can get distracted from the things that really matter the things that really matter in our lives. See, forgetting what is behind, right, and straining. I love that word, straining. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm putting the effort in. I'm straining toward what is ahead. You know, you think about Olympic athletes. You know, they'll go, coach, I really don't want to practice today. You know, I don't feel like it, right? Practice. You know, they don't do that, right? They're like, no, you know, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to get my best. And I think for Apostle Paul, it's like, I'm living it out. I'm going for it. Here's the thing. The Christian life is not a sprint, but a marathon. You know, the Christian life is not a sprint. It's not like, hey, I accepted Christ, and woo, great, I'm done. You know, that's it. No, that's just the beginning. And you remember when you accepted Christ, you were so fired up. You are like, oh, this is awesome. I want everybody to be at my baptism. I got to tell you what God's doing. I want to invite you to church. You were just so excited. But that's just the beginning. And then you grow and you mature and you grow deeper in Christ and stronger in his word and, and you're maturing and you're growing. And for us, man, that we are getting deeper and that we're growing stronger in him. You know, one of the most disappointing people to me in the Bible is this guy Solomon. He's back in the Old Testament. And this guy, his dad was David. And David was this great king. David wasn't perfect. Oh man, he made some big mistakes. I mean, he did. He made some big mistakes. But... David also repented and he turned back to God. And he was known as a man after God's own heart. So there's forgiveness and grace. And God did great things through David. And Solomon comes along. Solomon's growing up. He's going to the temple. You know, he's going to worship. And, and then he builds the temple, right? Like he's going to have the tabernacle back then. And him and David, his dad, is like, hey, let's build a temple to worship God. And so, so they do it. And Solomon's a part of that. And I mean, the dedication was amazing. God's spirit comes down. And, and you're thinking, Solomon, here are going to do great things. It's going to be awesome. And then Solomon gets distracted. He gets distracted. He gets distracted with women. He gets distracted with his career. He gets distracted building all these things. I mean, this guy really got distracted with women. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. That's a big distraction right there. You know, it's like, wow, how do you do that? But, you know, I mean, he's like totally, totally distracted. And, and then he's like building this, building this, building this. He literally walks away from God. This guy who started off so well, and you're thinking, oh man, this guy's going to make a huge impact and a huge difference. And at the end of his life, God says, you know what, Solomon, you, you blew it, man. And the kingdom is split in two because of Solomon's unfaithfulness. He's worshiping pagan gods. And, and I think about that in our lives, and I'm like, oh God, please don't let that happen. Please, please don't let that happen, you know? I was talking with a guy recently, and he said, you know what, I, I, I think I've become obsessed with pleasure. I go, what? He goes, yeah, he's like, it, it, for me, it's always the next thing, the next game, the next, you know, vacation, the next, you know, concert, the next event. And he goes, that's all I've been living for. And he said, I had to step back and say, you know what, some of those things are okay and it's fine. But, but man, what am I really living for? And that's what Solomon did. You go read Ecclesiastes. He said, I went after every pleasure that there was, every single pleasure, everything you could ever put your mind to or dream or think about. And he goes, and then I get to the end of my life and here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commands. He's like, ah, oh, that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't do it. And I pray for all of us. Maybe we would go, oh, I did it. I did it. 
I trusted that God had a plan. I trusted that God had a purpose. Listen, wait for God's best. God's doing something in your life. God's doing big things. You hold on to him. You trust him. Remember the patience. We talked about active waiting. Wherever you are, you know, maybe you're, man, I want to be married. I want to be married again. I want to be with this person. Or Hold on. Be faithful in the waiting. God will bring to fruition in his timing. But you trust him. You just be faithful to him and let him work out all the details. See, I want to juxtapose against Solomon, Carl, and Sue Moore. You don't know who Carl Sue Moore is, but, but I tell you, I do, because they were my seventh grade Sunday school teachers at my church growing up. And Carl and Sue Moore taught Sunday school at my church growing up for 50 years. 50 years they taught seventh graders. Can you imagine that? Wow. <laughs> but Carl Moore, he was the head of the Federal Reserve for the central part of the United States. He would come in his three-piece suit. Sue would come. She was always happy. Everybody wanted to be in their class because, man, if you got the right answer, you got candy. They brought donuts every Sunday. They were rock stars. I mean, like, you know, but, but, but man, you just think about that for 50 years. And you talk to Carl, he goes, he goes, man, it was great. I had a great career. I made a lot of money, did all these things. But, but man, it was pouring into those seventh graders. I'll juxtapose against Solomon, Truett Cathy. <laughs> Truett Cathy, right? I mean, you talk about, this guy started Christian chicken. I mean, like, you know, Chick-fil-A. I mean, like, you know, he did it all, right? And you talk about taking this thing from a little thing to a billion-dollar company, and he had all these things that he's doing, but you know what he said? Every Sunday, i got to be back for church because I'm teaching middle schoolers. This guy taught middle schoolers. I mean, like, unbelievable. He did all those years. Now I put up against Solomon, Mike and Kay, Larry and Carol, Papa Jay, People in our church who are just faithful, who are living it out, and who are seeing God do miracles. Guys, that's what it's about. Don't miss it. And the world's going to come, and the world's going to bring distractions to us, but we go, no, 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 no. I want to concentrate on what matters. I want to concentrate on the people I love. I want to concentrate on making a difference. I want to concentrate on Jesus. Look at this. Faithfulness comes when we keep our eyes on the prize. Keep our eyes on the prize. Keep in the same direction. Going forward. You know, I love how he writes this. I press on toward the goal to win the prize. I press on toward the goal to win the prize. Focus on the finish line. You know, the finish line, right, it's not heaven. Heaven's a reward. You know, it's being conformed to the image of Jesus. For us, that ought to be the goal. For us, that ought to be like, hey, am I looking more like Jesus today? Yeah, maybe for you, if you're married, man, I want, to have a, I want to have a marriage that lasts 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. You know, if you're a parent, I want to raise godly kids. I want them walking with the Lord, not just godly kids. I want them to be godly adults. I want them to be serving God. I want them to be passionate about Him. Hey, you know, if it's a great career, I want to use a career that makes a difference. I want to leave this world better than I found it, right? I want to make a difference. I want to contribute. I want to build God's church. I want to leave a legacy. I want people to be impacted who come behind me. Right? I want to go forward in Christ. Hey, faithfulness comes from being daily in Christ. When you're daily in Him, when you're focused on those things that matter, all of a sudden your life begins to be conformed to the image of Jesus. When I get up and I spend time in the Word and not just on my phone, right? When I'm in a a group, a community group, a men's group, a women's group, somehow when I'm focused on the things that matter. You know, I read this this week. uh, Deion Sanders Deion Sanders, uh, he's, he was a pro Hall of Fame football player. He's a coach now. He's coached for three years. But Deion Sanders' grandmother passed away. And he received the news about his grandmother, and he posted this. He said, Grandma had a good run. 
Grandma was well into her 90s. Grandma was the patriarch of our family. Grandma was the one who took me to church. Grandma was the one who taught me about the Lord, Sanders said. Grandma is the one who stayed with me when I was ignorant. Grandma was the one who whooped my tail. I'm just chasing because it's church, you know. So grandma was the one who whooped my tail. Grandma, grandma used to look out the window when I was across the street to hoop and play ball. And I would see that little face looking out the window because I knew that I had to be home before it got nighttime because grandma didn't play. Grandma was a disciplinarian. Grandma was a God-fearing woman until the day she left. Grandma was everything. So I lost a real, real woman. I lost a real woman. And then he posted this picture on Instagram. Happy birthday, Grandma. Hattie Mae Mims. She's 21 again. (laughs) I just think that's so cool. You know, here she is watching him. Here she is like, I'm going to raise a grandson who's going to love the Lord. I'm just going to watch. I'm going to focus. And, you know, here he is. He's impacting all these college young men. He's impacting this next generation. And and here's Hattie Mae up there in heaven, man. She's 21 again. She's living it up. And she's like, man, I did it. I did it. I was faithful. I was faithful to God. You you know, the Bible is, it has a lot of people who, who, who missed it. The Bible has a lot of people who got distracted, a lot of people who just walked away, but the Bible's got a lot of people who stayed faithful. It's called Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, and it's called the Faith Hall of Fame. You know, we've got Country Music Hall of Fame, right? Songwriters Hall of Fame. We've got Football Hall of Fame. But it tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. God's got a bigger plan. God's got a bigger purpose. And this is what the ancients were commended for. And then it goes through and it lists all these people like Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Moses. And the list goes on. There's even this prostitute named Rahab who made it in here, you know? Prostitute, that was her old life, right? You know, before she came to the Lord and what God was doing there with the children of Israel. And she went forward. And I mean, she made the, the list here. But they had faith and it wasn't all easy. If you keep reading through Hebrews 11, I mean, some of them were beaten, they were flogged, they were sown in, t- sought in two, they went around destitute and persecuted, but they stayed faithful to God and God had a plan and God had a purpose and God did great things through them. And for some of them, it took a long time. Abraham was 100 years old before the promise came. And I think about how many people would have bailed before that. You know, you think about Moses was 120 Right, but he just stayed faithful, stayed faithful. And then he didn't get to go in the promised land, but he got to see into the promised land that God's got a plan and God's got a purpose. And for some of you, man, God's made a, made a promise to you. Some of you, God's put on your heart something big. God's given you a dream for your family or for your career or for making a difference or for a family one day. And you, and you just go, I'm gonna hold on to that. I'm gonna trust that. And it, maybe it's not in my timing, but God, it's in your timing. And I'm gonna hold on to you. And I'm gonna focus on you. I'm going to spend time with you daily. I'm going to believe the best, and I'm going to hold on. I'm going to walk with you. There's these two guys, Joshua and Caleb. And back in the Old Testament, right, they get to the promised land, and they send 12 spies in the land, and 10 spies come back, and they go, we can't do it. There's giants in the land. Uh Uh-oh, God forgot about us. Joshua and Caleb go, oh, no. There's a big God. We didn't even see the giants. We were just focused on God. The people get distracted and they have to wander around the desert for 40 years until a whole unbelieving generation dies off. 
And the only two out of that generation that walked into the promised land were Joshua and Caleb. They stayed faithful. And they got to see God do a miracle. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. Guys, I love how he says this. He says, for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. It's coming back here. It's coming back to this relationship with him. See, it's about a relationship, a covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And what happens is so many people make it about religion. And that's where they get distracted. That's where they get bogged down. It becomes a list of do's and don'ts. And then they feel the guilt and the shame. And they carry that. And then finally, forget it. I don't want to be in this. I'm religious. And God's like saying, hey, I'm not calling you to be in religion. I'm calling you to be in a relationship. I'm calling to tell you that I love you. Do you know that God loves you? (laughs) He does. And not only that, God likes you. (laughs) He likes spending time with you. He likes hearing from you. He likes being with you in the good times and the struggles. It's a relationship with him. It's a relationship that God has for you. You know, the Apostle Paul, he walked with Jesus all those years. And he comes to 2 Timothy. And he comes to the end of his life and he writes this. He says, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Guys, that's what I want for all of us. I fought the good fight, man. There were struggles. There were battles. There were times when I didn't feel great. There were times when I made sacrifices. I mean, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. I stayed faithful. And now there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Also to all those who have longed for his appearing. I think the Apostle Paul is up there with Hattie Mae. Can't imagine what they're talking about. I think the Apostle Paul is up there with my dad, you know. My dad's like, oh, I had these questions about the Bible. Hey, tell me about this. Why did you write this, you know. I think about all the people who've gone on before us who are up there, and they're just going, hey, you guys, you guys stay faithful. Stay faithful. Why? Because here's the thing. Our God is always faithful to us. Our God is always faithful to us. Hey, I bet, listen, 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 listen. If you look back over your life, there were times when you just thought, man, I'm not gonna make it. There were probably times in your life where you thought, man, financially we're struggling or relationally I'm struggling or man, am I ever gonna find the right person or you know, what's gonna happen? There were times that you were, and if you look back over your life, don't you look at where you are now and you go, wow, God, you came through. You came through every single time. I'm here today, and look what you've done in my life. And look at the blessings that I have. Look at all the things, God, the way you've come through. And today, but you just go, you know what, God, if you came through in the past, God, you're going to come through in the future. And I'm going to hold on to you. And I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to follow you. See, faithfulness, listen, it's the character of God. It's the character of God. Isaiah 43, man, I love this passage. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. Here's God talking. This is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob. He who formed you, Israel. And back in the Old Testament, that was the people of God. That was the children of God, right? The Israelites. Through Jesus Christ, Jesus made a way. Jews and Gentiles. The church now, the body of Christ. The people of God. And here's what God says to his people. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do you need to hear that today? Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. You know that God knows your name? (laughs) When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, 
they'll not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Maybe you feel like you're in it today. Maybe you feel like you're in a tough season, a dark season. Hold on. Don't forget about God. Don't take your eyes off him. For I am the Lord, your God, personal, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And if God took care of our salvation, <laughs> there's nothing he won't take care of us in our lives. God's got it. He is with you. He is for you. Guys, here's my prayer. Here's my prayer for each of us. This is my prayer for you. And this is my prayer for you in that one day, one day, you're going to hear this. Well done, <laughs> good and faithful servant! Exclamation point. One day when we stand before the Lord, one day that we're going to hear God say to us, well done, good job. You weren't perfect. I didn't expect you to be, but I just expected you to be faithful. And you did it. Well done. You were good, not by your own goodness. No, it's the grace of God through Jesus Christ. When God looks at us, he doesn't see all our mistakes or failures. He looks at us and sees the righteousness of Christ. But you were faithful servant. Servant. Not just what's in it for me. How can I serve my spouse? How can I serve my kids? How can I serve my roommates? How can I serve my friends? How can I serve God's church? I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference. Jesus said, I've come not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. And then he goes on to say, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. You know we're going to have jobs to do in heaven? We're going to have stuff to do in heaven. We're not just going to sit up there and play a harp all day, right? Lay out on a cloud. No, praise the Lord for that, right? There's going to be stuff to do. There's going to be people to be with. But he says, hey, if you're faithful here, you're going to have more to do. You're going to have more to do in heaven. Come and share your master's happiness. Come and share your master's happiness. You know, that's my prayer for all of us. That we would hear those words, well done, good and faithful, faithful servant. You know, this past Monday, um, there was a funeral service for Queen Elizabeth. And you think about that. You think about all these world leaders. You think about billions of people who watched that service there at Westminster Abbey. And here was a lady for 70 years, 70 years, just stayed faithful. She was a strong believer, strong Christian, held up to Jesus. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I pray revival would break out because she just said, I'm going to stay faithful. It wasn't perfect, but I'm going to be faithful. But in your life and in my life, man, can we just be faithful? Wherever you are today, hey, forget what lies behind. Forget about the past. You go forward and be faithful. Be faithful to your God. Be faithful to your family. Be faithful to your friends. Be faithful to God's church. Make a difference. See, see, here's what happens sometimes, guys. You know, as men, when we have a disagreement, you know, there's fight or flight, and we, and we don't want to fight with those that we love, and so what do we do? We, we flight. We, we just shut down emotionally. We just go in our little cocoon, and we just don't worry about the rest of people. And I would challenge us, re-engage. Re-engage. Re-engage with those that you love. Re-engage with the people around you. You know, build a great life. Build a great marriage. You know, women, so many times you, you hold on to something that happened. And maybe it happened five years ago or 10 or 15, and you're like still hanging on to that, right? And no matter the disagreement that comes up, you go, well, but you remember this. And you're like, hold on, time out, time out. Let's go forward. Let's be faithful. Let's build something great together for the glory of God. You know, it says in Lamentations chapter 3, I love this. It says, because of the 
Lord's great love. We are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. You know what? His compassions never fail. His mercy is new every day. And he just says to you, I love you. I've forgiven you. I've redeemed you. Go forward in me. And make a difference for my name and for my glory. Because you are mine forever. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment. Just for a moment. I don't know where you are today. Maybe you're here. It's a day of salvation. You just go, you know what? <laughs> I've been trying to do life on my own. And Jesus, today, forgive me. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I want that conversion experience. I want that joy. I want that peace. Jesus, I need you. Maybe today you just go, you know what? I, I'm starting to get distracted. <laughs> my mind has been wondering about other things, things that don't really matter in this world, but I've become consumed. Today, God, find me faithful. I'm faithful with my spouse. If you're sitting by your spouse, maybe just reach out and grab their hand. Sitting by your kids, God, let me be a faithful parent. Let me raise, create kids for the glory of God. I want to be a faithful friend. I want to be faithful to you, Lord. I want to build your church. I want to make a difference today. I want to be a contributor, not just a consumer. God, I want to, I want to live for whatever days I have left, God, for your glory. Lord, I want to be running into the arms of Jesus, not limping over the finish line. I want to live it all for you. I want to say I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. And I want to know, God, that you're glorified. Father, thank you today for your faithfulness. God, through the good, through the bad, through the struggles, you are always there with us and for us. And your compassions are new every morning. So great is your faithfulness. So Lord, in this time, meet us in this moment. Speak to our hearts through the power of your Holy Spirit. Challenge us, change us, and then let us worship you. <laughs> let us worship you today and every day of our life. For great is your faithfulness. That's the end of this episode on the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network. Before you go, we invite you to think about who you could share this sermon with. Click the subscribe button so that you can be notified each time we release a new sermon. Did you know Rolling Hills publishes other podcasts too? Check out the Making History and Parenting podcast, Men's Leadership Network, and the RH Women's As You Go podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. We're thankful you spent some time with us today. We'll see you next time.